every time you go and get back up, you're getting a little bit better. And that's kind of how it's been for us. I really, I don't use that fear as a crutch. I use it as a tool. You can use it as a crutch and you can play the blame game and you can blame other people, but our life is really our responsibility. And I wanted to see how far I could go. It hasn't been so much a progression as a, as a series of stumbles into things that came along. It scares me to even say this because it's uncomfortable sometimes. Find partners that are accountable, that they can hold you accountable. If you're not there, be willing to make the change to go do it. We're doing what it takes and, and others aren't. Hey, this is the Bring Your Own Awesome miniseries, where we talk to cool people who are doing awesome things. I'm Dan Walchmidt, fearless leader of the Edgy Empire, and with me is my co-conspirator, Brock. Yeah, I'm Brock Edwards, and on Bring Your Own Awesome, we interview members of the community. We have a no-holds-barred conversation about their battle for success. So if you want to achieve a new level of success, join us at www.edgy.life. Let's get started. Hey guys, it's Dan Walchman here. Welcome back to the Bring Your Own Awesome podcast. I'm joined with, uh, I'm joined by, not with, my amazing partner, uh, Brock Edwards. Hey, Brock. Hey, how's it going, Dan? Uh, fantastically, <laughs> which means uh, if I can keep my technology in order, we have got an amazing guest today, Brock. Um, so if not, you'll hear Brock running most of the episode, right? <laughs> yep. Whenever Dan drops away, I did not mute him. His mic cut out on him. So we're good. <laughs> That would be a great plot line, though. Um, before this call, I'm telling uh, Brock that Miles Austin, who's our guest today, one of my favorite people, we've been in several small groups, accountability groups together. We both get lumped into these top 50 experts in sales. What's funny is neither of us are really in the business of sales. We're in the business of generating business ideas that make money but neither of us are in sales and I don't want to speak for him, but why don't I just welcome miles to the podcast? Tell us who you are, what you do. And did I get that right? That we're not really in the business of selling, but we do help people make a lot of money. Thanks, Dan. Glad to be here. Brock, thanks as well for uh, guiding me through all this. Yes. Look, I, I spent my life in sales. I spent my whole career in sales and I started off doing all these things that I do with web tools and blogging and all this talking about sales. The fact of the matter is, though, that not only, as a lot of things in my life, one of my struggles we'll talk about, um, I get bored. Uh, I kind of lost interest because I hear so much of the same old, same old, same old, and this whole discussion about, well, what's the hot buzzword of the day, that, that loses my interest pretty quickly. So um, that's, for me, um, I think we're all in sales. We're all selling our services, our personalities, um, to everyone around us, but I, I really don't look at myself as a sales guru anymore. So, so Miles, what, so what, for those that don't know, what do you do? Like, what is your business? What keeps you occupied during the day? Absolutely. Um, I write about, teach about, train, and share and help expose my audience to what I call web tools, technology, um, online tools, downloadable tools that can help them in their day-to-day -day business on a personal level 
and most of the time at some level of a business activity. I share them, I help them. My goal, and some people say, man, what a dream job. My goal and my job day by day, literally every day of the week, is to go play with all the shiny objects to keep hitting the market. Um, I've got, I was looking this morning as I was kind of prepping for my weekend, I've got almost 90 tools, not quite, in my queue to review that aren't even on the market yet. So uh, I've got a full-time job and have for 14 years I've been doing this now. And really, it's just to go out and listen and learn. I'm plugged into a lot of the developer community. I'm plugged into many of the venture capital community who come to me and say, Miles, here's this new tool. We're thinking of investing in it. Uh, it'll help X, Y, or Z problem. Tell us what you think, and should we put our money into it? And so I get to play with all this stuff, usually way before it hits. And my readers will tell you the thing that I, I keep helping them understand is when I write about a tool, it's usually right when it launches to the public. It will usually never be less expensive. And you can wait and buy it later and spend five or ten times as much. That's just the reality of what I do. And for those of you uh, who, who uh, are wondering how good Miles is, um, I the, the, because he's been in business and generating revenue, there are, he has access to all these little tools uh, that help you solve challenges. Uh, I remember buying uh, one of his products, uh, I think it was ConvertKit, um, um, and um, there were three or four tools that I was paying probably, I don't know, Miles, two or $300. I'm having a casual conversation with Miles, and again, he's not a pitchy sort of guy. He just said, hey, I've got this product over here who does the same sort of things for like 50 bucks a month. I was like, what? It's impossible. Not only was it um, better buy for me, but it like solved my business challenge. And then Miles came back and said to me, by the way, there's this whole platform that does uh, all of these things. And we eventually shifted our entire company over and I spent, you know, many thousands of dollars on this platform. And most recently, I know Miles says, you know, new tools. And, and, and again, I know this won't be a technology discussion entirely today for, for those of you who are thinking about tuning out. Please don't, because this is wildly important. What I think is interesting, Miles, I've admired about you is there's, there's not a gimmicky sort of like, buy this right now, do it, do it, do it. It's, I'm observing that your business is this, you know, you're selling cupcakes and here's a cool thing that would help you sell more cupcakes. That's how you've always approached me. And it's like, oh yeah, it's a no brainer. Is that a style that you've had throughout the years? Is that one you've developed? Am I the only person you sell that way to? Like, tell me more about that style that, that seems to work so well for you. No, I think you're right, Dan. I appreciate you saying that. That tells me that I'm doing my job correctly. Um, I believe that I've had a lot of times when people will look at me and say, well, I can go get a 20-year-old to go do all of these new social tools or whatever. And what I always tell them is, look, what you're getting with me is a guy that's run some of the biggest sales organizations in the country and in the world, whether it was Dell running a $3 billion inside sales organization uh, for large corporate accounts, to three of my own startups that I started from zero, built and sold all around that space. And so what I tell them is, look, the difference between me and the shiny object crowd is I'm going to talk to you about your business and what your business challenge or your business problem is and I'm in your shoes. I've walked that path. And so you could do you could choose tool X or tool Y. Tell me what you're trying to accomplish here 
And I'll tell you from my own experience, from a business perspective, why this one I think will be the best one for you. So what's your what's your goal for this year, Miles? So like so if that's your business model, where are you looking to get to at the end of this year? Boy, I'll tell you, a whole lot of things, but probably the, the main goal, the focus, if you will, um, is I'm, I put together now about 40 online courses, and each one of them is on a technology. So for people that want to learn how to work with their email client, like a MailChimp or a Weber, uh, I'll use MailChimp as an example. It's very common and, and the largest one out there. I've got 40 modules, video modules, in a Mastering MailChimp course. It's about a two-and-a-half-hour course if you just took it all one after the other. But it gives people an ability with a real live on-screen watching me do what we do, and we literally break it down to the ridiculous detail. And that's a part of that course. Imagine 40 of those courses and more. We have way more in the queue. So, right now we're just finishing up a course that a lot of people ask me about, and that's how to use this thing they keep hearing about from Amazon, this storage service called S3. Uh, well, how does it work? Why would I use that versus Dropbox? What are the advantages? So we built out a, again, in this case, happens to be 40 lessons again, over the shoulder, learning how to use all those things. So that's this whole program. Uh, it literally hasn't, the public doesn't really know about it yet because we're still assembling all of it, putting the front end on and things. But my goal by the end of the year is to have 2,000 people, 2,000 students in that program. And we structured it in a way that you can come in and just grab access to one of those training programs if that's all you want. But you also then can at least view all of the other programs. So as an example, if someone's coming in new and they say, look, Miles, I just started with ClickFunnels. And it's overwhelming. There's so much there. Well, we've got a training program for that. You know, 30, 40 modules. It's audio and video-based. And you can go in and say, look, I'm trying to create my membership site. We've got a course for that. We've got a course for, you name it. We've got courses for things like Trello, which is an organizational group management tool. Because people say, well, and it's part of what I found early on. There are so many tools out there. and as a business person, you are hurting yourself, in my experience, if you go out and explore all the options. I would tell people, I don't care who you pick. Pick me, pick someone else. Pick someone that you can build a level of trust with. Ask or listen to what they're telling you about the topic and just go with their recommendation. If they've gotten the time to know what you need, then why go out and try or do demos or trials of eight different um, email services, explain what you need, clarify and make sure you clearly can articulate what your need and your goal is, and then say, boom, from that, I've done all the homework. Why would you bother? So so it sounds like, so that's one place you see business people getting stuck, and, and I hope I'm not putting too many words in your mouth here, but just, you know, they could be spending a lot of time they don't need to spend trying to find the tools that they desperately need in order to accomplish what they want to accomplish. And so folks like you are able to help them kind of vet through all that. Where else do you see people getting stuck or, or getting in their own way when they're trying to build their businesses? Well, I'll tell you what, you know what, Brock, great question, because I think most common uh, and probably the most frequent thing I deal with 
because people are frozen. I always envision when I'm talking to someone for the first time or we're engaging over email or something or over social media, uh, my vision of what they're usually asking, the tone of what they're looking for, is they're sitting in front of that computer screen or that laptop and their head is in their hands. They know and everyone says, well, this is easy to build a website or build a landing page or create an email campaign or a, a funnel is the hot term, right? And it sounds so darn easy. If you listen to all the good, oh, yeah, just do this, 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 point, click, and you're done. I know what they're doing. They're looking at their screen, their head's in their hands, and they're frozen because it is the fear of that because it is not as clear and as simple in most every case as it sounds on the pitch or on the promo or on the PowerPoint deck, right? So it's, it's saying, look, how can we get people past the fear that technology is going to it's going to wipe them out? Get past that. Technology and these tools are a force multiplier. They are enabler of progress and scale that you can never do if you don't implement the tech and the tools in your business. But they're frozen. It is a just a dead fear of I'm going to do it wrong. It's going to take too long. I got all these things I have to learn. And as a result, they stop. It's now an excuse. And I, I, if we had video, I'd ask everyone in the audience, raise your hand if you've got two, three, or four or more tools you bought and maybe you're still paying for that are on your hard disk right now that you haven't even looked at, might not even remember how to log into. Yeah, that's powerful. That's powerful. You know, it's, it's, I often throw this one liner out when I'm on stage, you know, uh, choosing to stay stuck is a decision. You know, as soon as you take a step forward, you're no longer stuck. I mean, by definition, you take a step, oh, you must not be stuck because now you can move. So, it, it, you know, not taking that first step is, 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 uh, you know, is a choice. Now, I agree with you that that, that fear is paralyzing. It paralyzes me. Um, I mean, I've moved away. I've kind of shared in bits and pieces moving away from consulting, which is seven, eight figures or eight digits to now doing, you know, uh, you know, courses very similar to what you're doing, but in a different world uh, on revenue generation. And there's so much new that you feel like you're, you're moving from failure to failure to failure how do you stay motivated? How do you keep your people motivated when you're right? There is no one tool you can hit a button and magically your future is like this golden destiny. So what's the in between? Well, I think, I, I think as, as human nature, as we all go through our daily lives, one of the things that is most important is communication and connection. And what I found, Dan, and one of the things I enjoy about your group on Facebook even is, is you have to have others that you can share your frustration, share your questions, share your passion. Because as soon as I know that I'm not the only one struggling with this, you are too, and you're going to make a comment that would say, but here's something I tried. It's working for me right now. I'm going to try that. There's something about that human, we're all in it together. I'll use an example that comes up to me just recently because I, I changed my vehicle I own. Um, all of a sudden, you buy a new car, right? Whatever. Whatever brand it is doesn't matter. And all of a sudden, every third car on the road is that same brand and maybe that same model. You never noticed it before, but now you're in tune and aware of it. So I think community, 
of like-minded people that are in a similar situation, that's similar stage in their business, even in their life, um, really can make a huge difference. And I think it is that camaraderie and that comfort level of being open and honest with each other, whether it's in a private, like a mastermind type of group or a, a, a accountability group, or it's open forums and, and Facebook groups and things like that. That's where people can really, I think, break through because we're all scared of a lot of this stuff. But if we realize that we're not in this completely on our own, what a huge difference. And that's why I think for me, building this community behind uh, the, the, the curtain, if you will, of people that are going through all these courses that we're building, it's amazing to listen to the commentary. They're sharing stories with each other. And it's like, wow, I never even thought about that. So I'm learning from them. They're learning from me. We're sharing ideas. And you can just feel that, that energy, that adrenaline starting to pump through people. And it moves the conversation forward very quickly. So if you had if you had one piece of advice for those of us who are venturing out and trying something new, uh, and you've done this many times in your career, whether at company level, new startup level, or even now what you're doing, what's that one piece of advice that I have to hold on to? Uh, it, it scares me to even say this because it's uncomfortable sometimes. Find partners that are accountable, that they can hold you accountable. Um, accountability partners, especially in kind of the work from home or work in a very small environment or remote office kind of scenarios, man, you need someone to hold your feet to the fire because it's so easy to be looking at a, let's say you're doing some training on a video and on the right-hand side of that video is what? The newest music release, the newest MTV, whatever it might be, you need people in your life. And I think if people that are, especially that are in that startup and that working from home environment, they're entrepreneurs, you have to find a group or specific people that have the guts and the commitment to you as a person to hold you accountable for what you say you're going to go do. So that's a pretty scary thing there, Miles, what, what you just said. Um, being able to state, here's what I'm going to go do unequivocally. I need you to hold me accountable to do it because that just changed it from, yeah, here's this idea that I, I've really enjoyed dreaming about and spending a lot of time, quote unquote, researching on the Internet and made it. Well, now it's really real. <laughs> it, it, it's a it's a real thing in, in my world that I have just put out into the universe, put out to me, to my friends, that I'm going to go do this. Now, one of the challenges that we often see is, um, you know, kind of the, the misery loves company rather than a partner that holds you accountable. You get a partner that empathizes a little too much, that can commiserate, you know, let you off the hook um, versus a partner who just makes you miserable because you never want to talk to them because you feel like you get beat up every time. So how do you find that sweet spot of someone where you're comfortable being vulnerable and saying, hey, I need help with this? And they are going to hold your feet to the fire, but they're not going to burn you. Um, I wish it was an exact science, Brock. It's not. Uh, from my experience anyway, what I found is you have to, first of all, build a level of trust and respect. And if you have those two things on both sides of the equation, it works pretty well. But you're absolutely right. You can get sucked down a, 
a rat hole of negativity and whining and complaining pretty quickly. Get out of that group, very simply. And sometimes it can be family. And I've, I've had more than one frank discussion saying, you have got to stop listening. Just quit hanging around people that are going to do nothing but tell you you're an idiot and how foolish. And what are you wasting your money on that crazy idea for? Yeah, but that, that's, you know, the, so the crazy idea is one of the things that we, we see is, and I, and I think this is what you're seeing in your business as well, that the world tells us that it's easy. You know, you, you just build a business, you buy this tool, click a few buttons, you're a multimillionaire bragging on Instagram. You know, it just moves that quick. And of course, that's not how the world works at all. Um, and so I, I think, I suspect, I, I don't know that in light of looking at it like, oh, it's supposed to be easy, but it's not that easy for me. So what am I doing wrong? I'm, I must not be doing it right. I must not be worthy of it. Um, I don't know if that's a question, Miles, or just an observation. <laughs> but Well, it, it, it's real. I mean, I think it's just an honest observation. We all go through this. I think the biggest challenge is it's like, okay, uh, I want to do X, whatever that might In my case, I want to have 2,000 students in my courses at the end of the year. Well, that's great, Miles. Go for it, buddy. Hope, what, what can I do to help? Well, that's great. But what I found is I had better. I can articulate that simply. No commitment. I just say it, and it's boom. It's there. If someone's holding me accountable, because that first question a good accountability partner is going to have is, is really this. What's your next step? Well, first I have to build a the website, or i got to get my membership site up. Okay, boom. And the next time we talk, how do you do with that? Hey, I got it done. Great job, man. I'm so excited about this. What's your next step? Right? It's, it's too easy to just keep saying, hey, go for it, go for it. I don't want someone who's blowing smoke. I really don't. I want someone who says, Miles, that's a bunch of crap. You told me that two weeks ago. What were you doing? Mm, yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And you know what's funny? Because uh, we've asked this question to a lot of people about, you know, entrepreneurship has this kind of sexy label. I'm an entrepreneur, you know, I'm a startup guy, whatever. But no one sees those late nights when no one's around and your website's down or this is broken and you got to figure this thing out and it doesn't seem like you have a plan. And so I, I like that accountability. Um, and that's something I'm committed to doing more of this year. Uh, but I notice when I'm around, even in running, you're around people who push you and you go, wow, I can, I can, you know, I, I, I need to, I need to be better. For example, I was running, uh, I did this race up in Georgia and I ended up DNFing, you know, you know, whatever, tore a bunch of ligaments in my foot. It was a big disaster. I was kind of disappointed on the truck ride home with the guy I was running with. I, his, his son is, is doing cross country and is running like four minute, 50 second miles. And I've been trying to find somebody who can push me. And now I find this person who can now like drive me to that next level, right? It's no longer me running against guys who are 39 like I am. I'm running against this kid who's not even 19, right? And so it's either put up or shut up because this guy's going to run his, run the wheels off. You know, he's crazy. And, and that accountability, I think that's what's missing from my life when I'm not performing. I look back and say, no one called me out on my own shit. Well, and Miles, I, I love the the question. You know, for me, like if I took nothing else from this conversation, it is that question: What's your next step? And you know, stupid, simple example, but I needed to change dentists, and kept having you know on my on my to do list, you know, like go to the dentist, and unable 
for whatever reason, I was unable to move forward. Then one day I realized that, no, what I need to put on my to-do list is not that I go to the dance. It's just schedule it. Just what's the smallest step I could do to move forward? And then suddenly it's, it's no problem. Um, you, you know, and like I say, that, that's a stupid, simple example. But I think when we think about like being entrepreneurs and starting our businesses, it's really easy to get overwhelmed in all that needs to be done. And, and how big is it going to go? Because, you know, the Internet guru told me that it's going to be seven figures next week. And but just all right. So, like, what's your next step? Like, just get the website up. You know, what, what's your next step to do that? I, I love this. The powerful simplicity behind that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, well, we have T-shirts that we, we use for our, in some of our uh, consulting work that, that says just that, what's next? And But to your point, like, okay, well, it's just to get the website up. No, it's not. Maybe it's just to figure out where you're going to host it. Mm. And the next step is, okay, what are you going to do? Are you going to use WordPress? Are you going to use, you know, lead bait? What are you going to do? Okay, great. So, I mean, you can break it down to very small steps because I know for most of us, every step forward is progress. And I don't know about you guys, but I have yet to find anyone in my circle of friends that would say progress really sucks. <laughs> it doesn't. It feels good. It is the adrenaline. It's the energy that drives you forward. Every positive step forward, every step of progress will feel you to the next one. So break it down to small, ridiculous things. And instead of having one big step that is two months long, maybe you have three steps in a week. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I, one of the things that I've done, by the way, my own quote unquote cheat is when something feels overwhelming, I, my go-to tactic miles is to research it. So I will literally carve off no more than, than 35 minutes, put it on the calendar. For example, find a tool that does social media, like your convert kit, just a snippy list, you know, some way to broadcast posts in a better way. Uh, before letting that problem consume me, I go and look at what other people have already done to solve this problem. I may not copy them or use their ideas, but now I know there's a solution. Um, before I would let a problem overwhelm me and, and then it would not get done like Miles is saying, or like Brock is saying, you know you need to go, you know you need to go, you just don't pick up the phone and schedule it. And so for me, my scheduling hack is to actually just put time on the calendar to research it. No, no commitment to solve it. No commitment to have a solution, just research what other successful people have done who are exactly in my scenario. So, so Miles, we're, 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 we're at a point here where I feel like this conversation can go on for, for quite a while because, um, I mean, just like in the last five minutes, I've come away with, with several takeaways myself. Um, let, let me ask this of you, though, and, and I, I suspect we will definitely need to get you on for a part two here at some point to, to continue this conversation on out because there's so much here, so much we could dig into, you know, so you've given a, a lot of great advice out there. What advice are you needing? Where are you feeling just stuck or questioning or where could people from the, you know, the edgy empire chime in to help you out? There's, there's probably two things. First of all, what are you stuck on? You know, what, uh, sometimes we get so close to these things. I, I'm so involved in the tech, I forgot what it's like to, to open it up and log in for the first time. So a lot of it is just for people to be willing to share mouth. I, I can't, uh, what, what is that first step? Uh, I'll use the, for me, some of the basics, the core of, of business. What's the first step to get my email going? Everyone says I should have an email list. Well, I, I, I have one. I have a, a account. I have a MailChimp account. I got seven people in it. What what can I do? So I think a lot of it is what 
helping learn what people are struggling with. What are they banging their head against the, the computer screen for? And I think the second part is just I'm always looking to find uh, more individuals and networks of people that are fighting the battles I'm fighting. They're at that same level in their business. They're at that same level. Again, I'm a big believer that in life you also change as you get older. Um, and those change, those challenges and those thoughts are different. Um, so find, where do I find and how can I identify those accountability partners for me? And it's not one person for everything in my life usually, right? It can be. It can be a parent or a, you know, a, a brother, sibling or something for that. But I'm looking at, as an example, um, I'm right now really struggling with the ability to keep clutter out of my life. I've got so damn much clutter. Just from a bit, I got crap everywhere if you saw my office. I got to get rid of it. It's killing me. It's distracting me. So those are the kind of things. I, what are some ways that I need to find people that can, that can help me with those kinds of things? And they change from time to time, right? It's really, again, what the next thing I'm trying to focus on and struggle with. All right. Nice. Well, I think we're going to wrap this conversation up right here. Um, Dan, any final words before we sign off? There's a deep sadness I have, <laughs> but also uh, uh, that we have to end the conversation, but I'm excited for round two. Thank you, Miles, for joining us today. This was incredible, and uh, you it. definitely brought the awesome. Thanks, but I appreciate it, guys. Keep up the great work uh, over at the Edgy Empire as well. I love it. I follow it. I, I, I love what's going on. I love the conversations you're having over there, and um, I just hope we can continue. I, I'd love to keep participating in that. If you're the sort of person who is always looking to surround yourself with champion-grade awesomeness, like that last interview Brock and I shared with you, go to edgy.life and join us. That's www.edgy.life to take your personal and professional game, your life, to that next level of awesomeness. See you there. Whoa.